Hallelujah. I said he lives this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about serving the risen Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This crowd looks awesome this morning. Everybody just turn to your neighbor and say, you really look nice today. Amen, 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 amen. Well, it's so good to have you with us celebrating the not only the resurrection but the death on Friday, but he rose on the third day on Sunday, amen? He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Oh, praise his name. Well, we want to welcome each and every one of you here this morning as well as those joining us uh, uh, by live stream and uh, we appreciate your being a part of this church and appreciate you allowing us to minister to you on this Easter 2023. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, please turn to Luke's Gospel, the 24th chapter, and we'll be reading the first nine verses of that 24th chapter. And if you would, once you find that, as I normally do, if you would stand just in honor of the reading of the Lord's Word this morning. This Word is precious and it's living. You know, what you have in your Bible is living. Amen? All right. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? And that's the title of the message today. Why seek ye living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he said he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. And just to tell you who we've been talking about, it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. Father, we thank you for the great message of resurrection power that we can share and rejoice with each other about today. 
And Lord, you've given us a message today, I believe, that wants to reach out to the lost, wants to give an invitation to those who maybe have not accepted you as Lord and Savior. But we realize that only through the invitation and the drawing of your Holy Spirit will men and women, young people, children be drawn to you. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you do the convicting work that only you can do. We ask that you do the drawing into Christ that only you can do this morning. And may my words not be my words, but may I speak the words that you would have me to speak, the life-giving words, the saving-giving words that will be anointed by your Holy Spirit and draw all men unto you. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. And you may be seated. Let me just say I appreciate my children, my, our daughter and son-in-law and grandsons with us this morning, all the way from, from uh, Catawba County. Is that it? And we've got some others. Raise your hand from Catawba. I mean, we've got people driving in an hour and 45 minutes to be here. Two couples. Thank you. Thank you. You don't mind me sharing that, right? Amen. As we celebrate Easter 2023, we are celebrating all about life. We are celebrating, as John the Revelator said and recorded from Christ's words, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive evermore and have the keys of hell and death I am Alpha Omega the beginning and ending saith the Lord which is which was and which is to come I listened very intensely this week to a, a favorite song of mine that Bill Gaither wrote just uh, Many, well, not just a few years ago, many years ago. And it simply says, then came the morning. They all walked away, nothing to say. they just lost their dearest friend. And all that he said, now he was dead. So this was the way it would end. The dreams they had dreamed were not what they seemed. Now that he was dead and gone. The garden, the jail, the hammer the nail. How could a night be so long? Then came the morning. Night turned into day. The stone was rolled away. Hope rose with the dawn. Then came the morning. Shadows vanished before the sun. Death had lost and life had won. For morning had come. Aren't you glad for the morning? I'm glad for it this morning. Let's give God praise. We got up, speaking of morning, we got up pretty early this morning to go to the sunrise service in the Stoneville Cemetery. What a place to, to be at 
around 6.30 in the morning. We enjoyed it. It was good because you know what? One of these days, many of those graves are going to burst wide open. And out of the grave is going to come the sainted hundreds of hundreds of people that are there and join Jesus in the air. What a wonderful, wonderful time that will be. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning. And as I said, I really felt as I was asking the Lord, what should I share on this Easter? And I really felt drawn by the Holy Spirit to speak to every person that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now that doesn't mean if you're saved that you can just take a nap while I'm speaking. Because I need you to be in agreement with me as I speak. But I believe that the Lord has a message that He wants you to hear if you're especially not saved this morning. And that is one of why seek ye the living among the dead. Why do you seek living things from dead things? I would ask you the question this morning, if you were seeking for life-filled moments, would you go to a funeral home or cemetery to seek that life? You know what? There was no life except those of us who were gathered at the sunrise service in that beautiful marble orchard that we were standing in this morning. Because it was dead. Everybody underneath the ground and even those in, in the, uh, I forget what we call the mausoleum. Thank you. I knew somebody would help me. Even those in the mausoleum, they were dead. Nobody was saying a word. There were nobody lifting their hands. It was all dead. So why? Would you go to a cemetery or a funeral home to seek life? I remember when I was in Emmanuel College, and I think it was the very first summer that I came home, I didn't have a, a summer job. And my dad really believed that I, he felt led of the Lord, that I needed a summer job. <laughs> So he had a friend that was a funeral director there in Tallahassee, Florida. And after I had a little problem, because I really didn't want to flip hamburgers and that sort of thing, you know. Not that I was too good or anything like that, but it was the hairnet that always bothered me. But anyway, you got it. He worked it out for me to start at a funeral home. My, 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 it only took, and I, I speak this very respectfully, but very sadly. My first death call, and that's what they termed it as, they said, we'll send you on death calls for you to go pick up dead folk from the morgue at the hospital. They even said, uh, we'll, back then they would go when people died in car accidents, and they said, we'll send you out 
we're on a rotation basis with other funeral homes. We'll send you out to go pick up the dead from wrecks. I said to myself, uh-uh, you're not sending me. <laughs> uh-uh, that's not God's will for me. And I, I never forget, I went to the funeral director and I said, I really appreciate this job. I really appreciate my dad talking to you and you working this out for me. And they sent me, what I was going to tell you was, they sent me to the morgue at Tallahassee Memorial Hospital and they had me pick up a 13-year-old girl. It was so sad. I said, we're not having this. I cannot do death calls. I cannot get up in the middle of the night and go pick somebody up off the pavement of the road after they've been killed in a car accident. I'm just not made up that way. And so he said, you know what? We have many other things around the funeral home we can have you do beside death calls. And not only that summer, but even when I would come home uh, for Christmas break or whatever it might be, they worked me at the funeral home. But you know what? It was no surprise. The funeral home is a dead place. There's no life except family members and friends that come to view their loved ones. Other than that, it's a dead place. So why would you go there seeking life? And enough about me. If you are seeking or are looking for a fun-filled, life-giving joy ride, and I just thought maybe this would resonate with some of you, in a convertible on a beautiful spring or summer day, not like today, but kind of like the days we've had this past week, amen, would you seek out a vehicle with a dead battery to take that type of ride? No, absolutely not. You'd want a car that's full of battery-powered life, right? And yet we find so many people who are attempting to enjoy the fullness of life and living from dead things. They are seeking the living among the dead. You may say, Pastor Russell, what are you actually talking about? I, I'm still not following you fully. Well, I'm glad you asked. First, I would answer by addressing, like I said, those who have not made a decision to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have not been born again, but need to be. I would remind you, who are here this morning and are not saved, as Hebrews 11, 25 through 26 speaks about, Moses had every pleasure imaginable at his fingertips, but he understood the comfort it offered was temporary. Sin has a pleasure for a season, but there is always a reaping of what we have sown. There are many people today who are seeking life out of supposedly life-giving pleasures and life-giving action that will only be fleeting and will shortly pass away. I read, and I, I've heard this before, you've probably heard it before, 
Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It will keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. Sin seduces, always seduces us into believing lies as it promises things that are quick and easy and it begins by promising prosperity and success. Oh, I'll, I'll give you the success you're looking for. I'll give you the, the fame, the fortune. Sin and the, the devil never wants you to see the non-shiny side of the coin. There is always a payday associated with sin. Its ultimate payday is hell. You hear me? Now, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to, to be negative this morning. But if I love you, I'm going to speak the truth in love to you. And I'm telling you, hell is a real place. I was shocked as I was reading some statistics this week of how many supposed Christians in the world today actually don't believe in a hell anymore. Because they believe that God is just so good that there's no way He could ever send anybody to hell. But I'm telling you, God has been so good to us. The question is, how could we reject His goodness and allow ourselves to go to a hell? Because there's a much better place called heaven that He's prepared for you this morning. And He wants you there. He wants you there. Living a life full of sinful pleasure and doing things on our own is the same as looking for life among the dead. Putting our hope and trust in things that are temporary and will soon go away will leave you high and dry. Will leave you without any hope. I spoke to some family just this over this past week that were talking about how some of their children had gone out and 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 had their flings with dope and and drugs and and what a dead end street that will lead you to you may be here this morning and you may say oh but it gives me that high it gives me that that ecstasy that I don't get from anything else. But I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're really looking for life, if you're really looking for that high, look unto Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior. Jesus is the only way that any and all void in our life can be filled. You know, you talk to millionaires, you talk to celebrities, and many of them will tell you today that they've reached what we might consider the pinnacle. Oh, they've made millions and millions of dollars, and they've had so much fame, and, and their household names, maybe to some of us, many of us here, 
But you know that only takes you so far too. There is an innate desire that God has placed when He created man. He created us with a desire for more than ourselves. And that can only be filled, that void can only be filled by and through Jesus Christ alone. You're here this morning or watching by live stream and you're looking for real life in all the wrong places, I plead with you to allow the Holy Spirit to help leave behind the emptiness of your soul and accept not only eternal life, but also abundant life. Jesus says, I have come, and, and we've said this several messages, but Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly or to its fullest. Does that mean that we'll be problem free if, if we accept the Lord as my Savior? I'm not going to have any more problems? No. It just means that we have one that sticks closer than a brother, and he's going to be our helper in the time of every need, and he's going to help us through all the difficult situations and issues that we'll ever face. You won't ever need a drop of alcohol. You won't ever need a drop of drugs and, and, and weed, so to speak. It, can I just tell you, and I know I'm going down a path this morning. I've got to be careful, but it came to my mind, and I asked the Holy Spirit, bring it, bring it on, Holy Spirit. I didn't know. I've never smoked weed, as they call it, marijuana, in my life. So let's get that straight. I've been to sporting events where I would smell it, so I kind of knew sort of the smell it used to have. Now, there's a smell that smells like a skunk. You with me? I didn't know that, but this daughter sitting on the pew down here and my other daughter and bo both of them, they, they haven't chased after that either, thank God. But, but they keep me up and keep me uh, apprised of, of these sort of things because I think not long ago we said something that where we were somewhere and we smelled a skunk and I said, oh my Lord, there's a skunk around here. And no, it was somebody in the car just smoking weed. We had somebody, somebody in our rental, near our rental place that we had for a while before we just moved and, and they'd go out in their car and, and I'd go in and I, I'd walk the dog and I'd come in and I'd say, well, Alicia, the skunk's loose out there. Oh, but let me tell you this morning, there's, there's a one that's greater than the skunk. There's one that's greater than the weed. There's one that's greater than the marijuana this morning. Look to him. He's your source. He's your source for happiness and peace.
And by the way, I, I smell that skunk. We go to Walmart or we go to uh, wherever it is we go. And, and we went around, had several shopping places we had to go this weekend. And, and lo and behold, we smelled skunk. Be careful. Plead the blood of Jesus over yourself. And then those same people are out on the roads driving. God help us. But it's as I've said, and I don't want to meddle. My wife looks at me out of the corner of her eye when I say that. I don't want to meddle, but let me tell you something. We talk about marijuana, but there's a drug center on just about everywhere you see an ABC sign. That's a drug center. And there's a lot of people that need to get off that drug, alcohol. Look to Jesus. Look to Him. Let Him be your source this morning. Amen. Amen. That's not in my notes and I hadn't planned on saying it, but I'm just here to beg you, let Jesus be real in your heart and life and you won't need any of that stuff. You won't need it. This past Friday, we celebrated Good Friday, or in many circles it's called Holy Friday. And it was a special day. I don't know about you, but I just, I got up Friday and I said, Holy Spirit, because, you know, in our own minds, we're not going to be able to just think of, of, of things on our own intellect and mind. It takes the Holy Spirit reminding us the truth about what agony and pain Jesus went through on the cross. But in case you missed it, I want to remind us this morning of the death of Christ on a cruel criminal's cross. First of all, let's be reminded that he was beaten unmercifully with a cat of nine tails which simply means leather cords tipped with sharp metal that tore at the flesh, ripping off pieces of flesh from the Lord Jesus. Christ was beaten at least 39 times with that whip. His back being lacerated and having it wrapped around his body, hitting even his face. When finished, Jesus was probably almost unrecognizable. Also, a crown of thorns was placed. If that wasn't enough, a crown of thorns was placed upon his head. I don't know if you realize it or not, but Isaiah prophesied about this. Isaiah 52.14 said it best. Many people were shocked, astonished, and appalled when they saw him. His appearance was so damaged, disfigured, marred. He did not look like man. His form was so changed, they could barely tell he was a human. Think about it. Think about the pain, the agony. That's why he had such a, a terrible time in Gethsemane. And he, he prayed and, and really prayed until he 
sweated drops of blood dripping off of him because he knew what was about to happen. He knew what he was going to be required of. And yet he did it for you and he did it for me because he bought our salvation. That should have been us. We were guilty. But as he hung on the cross, he thought of you and he thought of me because Scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. What a Savior. What a Savior. Christ suffered all this intense agony and pain for all of us so that we could be saved from hell. He doesn't want you to go to hell. Uh, you know, some may preach it like they're glad you're going to hell. I pray I never, never preach that because I, I don't believe the Lord is ever happy about anybody going to hell. It's His will that all be saved and all come to His saving power and knowledge. But sadly, He has given us that free will and not sadly, but Obviously, he's given us that free will to make that choice. And sadly, many will make that choice of rejecting Christ. But I believe that you will accept him this morning and allow him to prove himself faithful to you if you don't know him. Put your trust in him today and allow him to give you real life, real peace, real joy, real happiness, and real fulfillment. Do you really, are you really happy in your life today? Are you saying, I really need a change. I really need the Lord to show up and make a difference in my heart and life. But I'm so, so tied to this or so tied to that. And, and I know that it's not pleasing to the Lord. Come as you are, just as you are. Because you can never get good enough. You can never be good enough to earn your salvation. Charity Gale, one of my favorite gospel singers, sings a song titled Divine Exchange. Jesus, he took my place in divine exchange. Hallelujah! Grace is mine. Now I will live by faith for the one who saved. He gave all to give me life. He gave all of his life, all that suffering, all that pain, that you would have life and have it more abundantly and that you'd truly be fulfilled through him. I lay down all lesser things for greater gain. He is alive inside of me, the song goes on. Aren't you glad for that divine exchange this morning? That should have been us. That should have been us. Every stripe, every stripe, every nail that was nailed into his hands and his feet, it should have been ours. But he did it in divine exchange so that we might go free and have his life living through our life. Real quickly this morning, the Lord put into my spirit, there's another group 
not just the unsaved, not just those that have not been born again or living a life of, of salvation and what all comes with that. But there's another group. Those who may call themselves believers but have not established an ongoing, daily, personal relationship with the Lord. Get this, get this. Some believers or so-called believers attempt to follow Jesus from a museum faith instead of an Easter faith. Let that sink in for a minute. A museum faith instead of an Easter faith. You only know Jesus from history books and Sunday school lessons. I have nothing. I love history. I love history books. And I love Sunday school. And by the help and grace of God, we're going to resurrect Sunday school at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. It's going to be him. But we're going we're gonna to see it resurrect. I'm calling those things that are not as though they are. And I tell you what, we're, we're going to be talking more of that in the future. But you follow him based on traditions of family and man instead of having a personal and living, vibrant relationship with him. If you're here this morning and, and you're serving the Lord just from history and just from the Sunday school books, and lessons, there's more to it than that. There's so much more to it than that. These type of so-called believers will invariably attempt to look for spiritual life among the dead things, possibly following rules and regulations, being very legalistic. I know y'all never known anybody like that, but oh, they followed the rule book, they, they wouldn't, back up one inch from following the regulations of the church but did they really have a relationship with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings well just make them mad and you'll find out <laughs> oh help me Holy Ghost I could, I could just stay there a little bit and preach but I'm not <laughs> Or you have the treadmill salvation. You ever heard of the treadmill salvation? Get on that old treadmill and I need to be on the treadmill. And my wife said amen. We'll start exercising soon. We got a lot of hills around here. We can really exercise. But anyway, treadmill salvation. Get on that old treadmill. Oh, if I can just do this. Enough of this, enough of that. If I can just keep working, keep working, keep trying to earn my salvation by works. There's a lot of people trying to earn their salvation by what they do or they don't do. I am here to tell you this morning, you can never be good enough. You can never try to earn your salvation by good or dead works. We can never do enough to be saved. It won't happen. As much as I love prayer, if you aren't coming to prayer on Tuesday night because you're motivated 
in your heart to say, I need to pray. I need God to show up in my life. Then stay away because it starts in the heart. That's where the motivation comes from. You can pray till you're blue in the face. And if you're, the motivation of your heart is not right, if you're just doing it because you're on that treadmill just trying to do everything and check every box and, and oh, I, I, I've, I've got to do this and I've got to do that to try to remain in good graces with the Lord, let me tell you something, you'll never be able to survive that. There's a lot of people trying to do that, though. That's not the Lord we serve. He's a God that loves us and wants us to serve him back out of a heart of love and what we do or don't do needs to be because we're motivated through relationship out of love for him do you hear me this morning I'm preaching good solid preaching there is no not one good person compared to God's standard of good we've all fallen we all have sinful natures about us. We have to have a new sanctified nature given to us by none other than the Lord Himself. We will never earn it. We'll never be able to work for it. And we'll never be able to have it unless we trust in Him and His giving power to give it to us. The Lord dropped this in my spirit. We are righteous not by what we do or don't do, but because we put our complete faith in who Jesus is. That kind of faith will produce life-energized works. Hear me. That will produce life-energized works produced because we believe, because we love, because we want to please Christ. Works motivated by faith to please the one who gave all that we might be saved is what it's all about, church. That's what it's all about. For non-believers and those who may call themselves believers who are looking for life from dead things, I pray and declare the Holy Spirit this morning convict your heart right where you are and draw you to our risen Lord and Savior to totally reverse the, that pattern. I declare in Jesus' name freedom from the dead things of this world, flesh and Satan that will detour you from relying totally on life from Christ alone. From Christ alone. If your relationship with the Lord is all about chasing life from dead works, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to refocus, repurpose you, and say, I, I'm done with all this trying to do, and, and I'm worn out from trying to be saved. I'm worn out from trying to live a life that, that only I, I can't live, only He can through me, and I am completely ready to say, I surrender all, Lord. I surrender all. I give you my all. The only antidote for all who may be here this morning who are looking for life among the dead is the risen Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only way, the only truth, and the only giver of real life.
Now let's get back to where we were at the beginning. I believe that there are some here this morning that have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or if you have, you've allowed yourself to get far, far away from Him. And I know we've, we've tried to banter back and forth with you this morning by talking about drugs and alcohol and, and the skunk and all of that sort of thing. But the Lord wants you to get this clear-cut message. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. And it doesn't mean that you have to give up something in order to get something. You receive Him and all that other stuff will just begin to fall off. All of that other stuff will just no longer be desirable, will no longer be needed, will no longer be required by you in order to live. So I'm not trying to get you to come to, to a rule book session and say, okay, lay it all on the altar. No, I'm, I'm asking you to come to Jesus this morning. Allow Him into your heart and life so that He began to do the work in you that He wants to do. Because let me tell you something. Do you realize God, Jesus wants you to be successful? He wants you to be more successful than you do. Oh, well, you just don't know. I, I blame God for all of my problems. I blame God for all the, the bad that's happened to me. No, 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 a thousand times no. Don't ever do that. God, if God be for you, who can be against you? I'll answer that question. If God be for us, who can be against you? It's you if you don't accept Him. If you don't accept Him. The Lord loves you. He wants you to come to Him just as you are this morning. Just as I am without one plea. And I pray on this Easter 2023, there's not a greater time, place for you to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ than right now. And right now allow Him to begin a new life in you. Amen? Bow your heads right where you are this morning. Holy Spirit, we have delivered the message that we believe you have given us today to give. And, and Lord, my heart was so heavy all week long for salvation, for lives to be transformed. I just sensed in my heart you allowed me to know that, that there were going to be those here today that needed to accept you as Lord and Savior and and they needed to be reminded of how much you love them and how much you've done. And the fact that you are alive this morning. You rose from the dead on that third day to give life. To give life to every individual here this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, get a hold of hearts this morning. 
And every person that doesn't really know you, every person that's been chasing life from dead things, that they would be turned around in a moment, in an instant, and they would begin to follow after you. Holy Spirit, that it's only the work that you can do. We've done what we can. We've done and, and obeyed your voice and your instructions that you gave us now. Holy Spirit, it's up to you to draw these individuals to Jesus this morning. And we ask that to be done. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Who is here this morning that would say, Pastor Russell, you were speaking to me. You were talking to me this morning. I need to be saved. I need to give my heart and life to the Lord Jesus this morning. I need to let Him in and allow Him to take over in my heart and life. I've been chasing after dead things for life. But I want the life that Jesus promises that you've talked about this morning. If you're here and you would say, that's me, would you just lift up your hand right now? Right now. While all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me you were talking to. That's me. Somebody, somewhere is here this morning. I was giving such a heavy burden for the lost, for this service. Somebody's here, and the Lord's knocking on the door of your heart. He's knocking and saying, let me in. Let me in. Where are you? Where are you? Jesus is calling you. Jesus is saying, let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Stand to your feet this morning. All over this building, let's just stand. While no one was ready to raise your hand, I know that without any shadow of any doubting, there are those here this morning. And I believe the Holy Spirit's calling you. He's knocking on your heart. You know it. I know it. And I'm going to give you an opportunity right now as we sing Just As I Am Without One Plea to come walk this aisle and meet me at this altar to pray with you. Pray the sinner's prayer and believe God to welcome you into the fold this morning. Welcome you into the family. Right now, get out from where you are. Walk down that aisle. Make the decision of a lifetime and accept the goodness and the mercies of God while there's still time to do it. Just as I am without one, one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou be. Thank you. 
Somebody needs to come this morning. This may be your last opportunity. I don't want to scare anybody, but it may be your last chance. This last week on Gold Hill Road, dozens of emergency vehicles went down our road. We knew something terrible had happened. A 50-year-old man had run off the road apparently overcorrected and hit a tree on the other side of the road. Last I heard, he was still in critical condition, but the 20-year-old passenger of the car died instantly. Instantly. He was asked to give an account for his soul. Instantly. Come to the Lord this morning. Come and allow Him to save you, to love on you, to accept you just as you are. Let's sing it one more time. One more time. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed. Let me just step down here. I don't want to prolong, and I'm not going to. I know we've got things to do today, but nothing's more important than this. Would you come right now? One more opportunity. One more time. Sherry, just. Oh, I surrender all. I surrender. Somebody's about to step out. Come. Come right now without delay. Come without delay. I surrender all. Yes, yes. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this young man. We thank you for his sweet heart and his sweet spirit. And we ask that you touch this young man Fill him with your power and strength, your love and your mercy, and let him know of your sweet presence on a constant 24-7 basis. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, and amen, 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 amen.
Amen. Did you see how he just hugged me? That's how the Lord's wanting to hug you this morning. That's how the Lord's wanting to hug you this morning. There's somebody, I just can't close it yet. Oh, I surrender all. Come right now. Come right now. Let the Lord love on you this morning. Let him save you. Let him fill you with his life. You've been chasing those dead things. Let now him fill you with his life. All right. All right. Anybody been on that treadmill? Anybody been on the treadmill? Trying to earn it instead of let him give it? <laughs> it's all about him giving his life, not us trying to give ours to earn our salvation. He's already given it. Paid in full. Now we just need to believe and trust in Him totally and fully. You know, there's so many times we can be so busy for God that we leave Him out of our lives. Busyness. And He just says, let me back in. Let me back in. Let me become Lord and Savior all over again. Oh, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray because I know the Lord has spoken and is speaking to folk this morning. I know that. But I can't make you come. It has to be your decision. But I'm going to pray a prayer over you this morning that you don't get away from this message. And in the bulletin is my telephone number, my wife's number. At any point in time in this week that you say, Pastor, I was there Sunday and I haven't been able to get away from that message I haven't been, I've not been able to get away from the fact that I need to turn my life, I need to surrender my life over to Him. We'll pray with you, we'll believe with you, and we will help disciple you under the mighty, sweet hand of the Father to make you what you need to be and to allow you to receive His fullness into your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, do not let any person get away from the words that have been spoken here today. Don't let them be able to rest easy until they give their heart and life completely to you. Holy Spirit, do your work and do your thing on them. (laughs) Oh, chase them down like a hound dog and bring them to the saving grace and mercies of heaven. May they come to the Lord Jesus Christ, come to you in a complete and surrendered heart Even if it's in the midnight hour, let them call and 
receive you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, anybody on that treadmill this morning that's trying to earn it, let them stop and allow you to become their life again. Let them give themselves fully to you so that you might in turn give yourself fully to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Before you go, I really believe somebody is going to call me this week and say I'm ready. I'm ready. Please don't hesitate to call me and let the Lord save you. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for being a part of Easter 2023 at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. My wife and I will be in the back to shake your hand. I, I told you I'd be offended last week if you didn't come by. I'll relieve you of any of that offense today. Don't feel obligated. If you want to go out a side door, go out a side door. But we'll be there if you want to speak.